Hello, hello, and welcome to Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host, Andalee. Bite Size Podcast is a holistic nutrition podcast for pregnancy, postpartum, and baby starting solids to further educate you on all of the options available to support you on this journey. In today's bite-sized snack, I want to talk about something that can occur when breastfeeding that's common and uncomfortable, which is mastitis. About 33% of breastfeeding mothers experience it and is also a known contributor to ending breastfeeding early. Mastitis most often occurs in one breast at a time, but it can happen in both at the same time on occasion. It can come on quickly and should be addressed as soon as possible. Research has demonstrated that multiple factors contribute to the development of mastitis, including oversupply, the diversity of the milk microbiome, and the use of antibiotics. Mastitis is a spectrum of conditions which include ductal inflammation and swelling of the breast tissue. Mastitis is also commonly referred to as plug ducts. This is actually not accurate as it is physiologically impossible for a single duct to become obstructed by a milk plug. It's actually inflammation, swelling, and mammary dysbiosis, which results in the narrowing of the ducts. This can be worsened by the overstimulation of milk production and tissue trauma from aggressive breast massage, which could progress an abscess. So before we get into how we can help to relieve mastitis, let's talk about what to look for that might clue you in to possibly having mastitis. Some symptoms to look for are abnormal swelling, a wedge of redness on the breast, a painful lump on the breast, tenderness, the affected area might also be hot to the touch, you might see red spots on the outside of the breast or red streaks extending toward the armpit. Flu-like symptoms such as fever, chills, and muscle aches, increased fatigue and a general feeling of being unwell, and finally pain or burning while breastfeeding. So what are some things we can do to help mastitis? Good news for you hot moms out there, there have been some very recent updates to assisting in mastitis, and I'm here to share them with you. You may have heard the suggestion to dangle feed, which was previously one of my favorite recommendations because you gotta admit that in the trenches of motherhood, nothing humbles you more than literally being the cow you feel like and hovering your tea over your baby to drink. But good news for you, this is no longer recommended. Some mastitis is the result of inflammation. Gravity does not assist here. Instead, our recommendation is to feed in the most comfortable position you can. Feed on demand, but don't empty your breasts as usual. I would also recommend feeding on the unaffected breast first and then switching to the affected one to avoid overstimulation. For our next one, massage has also been previously recommended, but as you might recall from earlier, mastitis can worsen from tissue trauma, which can be caused by massage. It has been previously recommended to massage and squeeze quite aggressively, but instead you should consider more of a lymphatic drainage massage, which involves a light sweeping of the skin rather than deep tissue. Sweeping up from the nipple toward the armpit is said to help drain extra fluid and reduce inflammation. Next up, we've got ice and cold compresses. This was previously recommended to switch between hot and cold, but now we're saying ditch the hot. Stick to ice packs and cold compresses. Cold helps reduce blood flow, which will help to decrease the swelling and inflammation. Now, my next very boring recommendation is rest. It's not the most fun to be experiencing mastitis, so take this as a great excuse to have friends and family help you out how they can. Sunflower lecithin can also help reduce inflammation and decrease the viscosity of breast milk to improve flow through ductal narrowing. So about five to 10 grams per day divided in doses can help. A herb, which can also be helpful, is poke root. 
This is a homeopathic remedy that many midwives use and is safe for breastfeeding with high rates of satisfaction. If looking for this herb, be sure to look for poke root and not poke weed. While they are the same plant, the whole plant can be toxic, but after specific preparation, the root for a tincture is safe. So when should you seek support in resolving your mastitis? The hard thing is there's inflammatory mastitis and bacterial mastitis, and without a medical assessment, you won't know which kind you have. So if symptoms do not improve within 24 hours, you should definitely seek medical attention. It's likely that antibiotics would be prescribed and should be reserved for bacterial mastitis. Inflammatory mastitis can progress to bacterial mastitis, but it's important to treat where you're at. The Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine states that the prophylactic antibiotics have not been shown to be effective in the prevention of mastitis. Antibiotics have anti-inflammatory properties, which can offer relief for inflammatory mastitis. However, the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine also states that the use of antibiotics for inflammatory mastitis disrupts the breast microbiome and increases the risk of progression to bacterial mastitis. So while antibiotics might relieve your inflammatory mastitis momentarily, it also increases the risk of it progressing to bacterial mastitis. So be sure to only take antibiotics if required for bacterial mastitis. Instead, our goal is to prevent it. There are a few recommendations I have for you to help prevent mastitis. Taking probiotics and eating a probiotic-rich diet can help reduce the likelihood. Ensuring your baby has a proper latch, and if you're unsure, do consult with a lactation consultant. Avoid the use of nipple shields. Shields represent non-physiological breastfeeding and can result in an inadequate extraction of the breast milk. I would also recommend wearing loose-fitting tops and bras, as tight clothing can restrict proper milk flow and contribute to inflammation. So there we have it, my friends, a not-so-fun episode on a very common condition of breastfeeding mothers. I know it's not super fun to talk about, but it's even less fun to experience, so I hope that you find this episode helpful. If you are a parent or mother who's not breastfeeding, be sure to tune in next week when we discuss formula. I know you've had a few weeks of some information that maybe is not as applicable to you, but next week, we're here for you. This also might apply to you if you are combo feeding your baby or supplementing with formula, so can't wait to meet you at the dinner table again next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode, but before you go, I've got some special treats for you. Don't forget about all of my discount codes. Whether you are on the journey to conceive, pregnant, or starting solids with your baby, I've partnered with some amazing companies to save you money and support you on this journey. Needed for all of your supplement needs, whether you're trying to conceive or half-cooked, they've got you and your partner covered, from prenatals to collagen powder. You can use my code BITESIZED for 20% off. Ovary for ovulation strips, pregnancy tests, and male fertility test needs. Whether you're trying to get pregnant or avoid it, these are good for you and the environment. BITESIZE10 is your discount code for 10% off. And finally, be sure to check out Raising Humans Co. for all your silicone tableware needs. Use my code BITESIZED for 10% off by shopping at the link in my description. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at bitesized.podcast. We're also on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in today, friends. Please leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And in case no one has told you today, you look radishing. Bye.
Although I am a certified holistic nutrition consultant, I'm not your consultant. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes and is not always specific to you and your needs. While I strive to provide you with the most up-to-date and accurate information about nutrition, this is not a substitute for professional medical advice and you should not rely solely on the information herein. Also, if you want to check out any of the studies from where I got my information, be sure to check the description.